Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known this message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what they had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. My brothers and sisters, the gospel, the good news of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, a new year is a great time for us to reflect on our lives and start fresh. And we all make some sort of resolutions too, right? Maybe we don't keep them as much, but we, uh, we, we definitely make some uh, new start. I recently read about a man who said to his friend, there's nothing like getting up at six in the morning going for a run around the park and taking a brisk shower before breakfast as my New Year's resolution. And his friend Bob asked him, he says, wow, that's great. How long have you been doing that? He goes, ah, I start tomorrow, but. <laughs> and why do we bother to make New Year's resolutions in the first place, right? Why do we need them? It's kind of like January 1st is a good day to kind of start setting new goals. Maybe it's because resolutions help us also identify our priorities. They answer the question, how am I going to spend my time, my energy, my money, my talents in this new year? And it reminds us that time is passing too. It's up to each of us to maximize the potential of every moment in our lives. And then there's the comedian who said, you only have to deal with resolutions until the end of February and then you can give them up for Lent. <laughs> so, kind of sounds like he's spying on some of us. Seriously, I did, uh, recently I read some notes uh, from a priest friend of mine that made some resolutions, and I kind of changed them and adopted them. I'm gonna give you my seven for the year, uh, modified them. I stole some of them from a priest, and I added some of my own intentions on there. And the first one is, is and they each have a title. The first one is Wake Up. Begin the day with the Lord. It's his day. We need to rejoice in it. The second one is dress up. Put a smile on because it improves all of our looks. It says something about your attitude too. The third, and my son wanted me to change the wording on here, but the third is shut up. Watch your tongue. Don't gossip. Say nice things. Learn to listen to others. The fourth is stand up. Take a stand for what you believe. Resist evil. Do good. The fifth is look up. Open our eyes to the Lord, and after all, he is our only Savior. The sixth is reach up. 
spend time in prayer with adorations and they're in with thanksgiving, almsgiving to others and thanking God for our lives. And finally, lift up. Be available to those in need, serving, supporting, sharing. And yes, I've printed those out. Okay, I literally printed out a copy and I have them several places on there. So whether I keep them all or not because of our humanity, I promise you that that's something that I'll be looking at every single day and thinking, how better can I be a better Christian for others? Today's a very special day in our church. Today we celebrate Mary, Mother of God. This celebration also answers some of the questions of why we honor Mary. You see, non-Christians sometimes believe that we Catholics worship Mary as a goddess who gave birth to our God. Non-Catholic Christians argue that there's no biblical basis for honoring Mary and that the Catholics worship her and make her equal to God. They don't understand what we mean by calling her Mother of God. And the truth is, as we all know, that we Catholics, we do not worship Mary as we worship God. We honor her, we respect her, we love her, and we seek her intercessions, praying all the time, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. We do not equate God with her, nor replace God with her. Rather, we honor her primarily because God honored her by choosing her to become the mother of Jesus, the second person of the Holy Trinity, when he took on our flesh and became man. And when he asked, she said, yes. She said, yes. Today's gospel also tells us that the first people who came to adore baby Jesus, they were shepherds. They were taking care of their flocks of sheep at the night when an angel appeared to them, communicated to them the good news concerning the birth of the Son of God. The angel told them that they should not be afraid. And for us, we should not be afraid to be able to worship our God. And that's precisely that the message that the solemnity we celebrate today also brings us. In our second reading, St. Paul makes a reference to Mary when he says that the Son of God came in the fullness of time, born of a woman, born of a woman. Celebrating Mary's maternity of the Son of God calls to mind the other maternal roles that she has as, as mother of the church and spiritual mother to all of us. And as spiritual mother, she is the one who leads us to her divine Son. She's constantly pointing the way to him. I want to share something that just happened last week. Uh, a few days before Christmas, uh, a terrible house fire occurred in a home with a single mom and four kids and a grandmother. An explosion in the garage caused uh, a huge fire. You probably saw it on the news. It was, it was a very tragic situation. The grandmother, although badly burned, and three of the kids got out safely. The fourth child, Kayla, was struck inside. Her mother, Vanessa, ran back in to try to save her. Her motherly instinct and her love made her go back inside into an inferno where there was no visibility and there was no air to try to save her 12-year-old daughter. She was safely outside 
with the other children when she decided to run back inside to try to save Kayla. She was overcome with smoke while inside the house, and she passed away just a few feet from her daughter. Vanessa died trying to save her daughter. 12-year-old Kayla passed away the very next day at the hospital. Many in our community were, were struck, of course, with sorrow and pain at what had transpired, especially the first responders. When the fire happened, the kids left the house with nothing but the clothes on their back. They literally didn't have anything else, even including shoes. This happened at 1047 at night, two days before Christmas. The next day at our police station, our police officers and a few of us, we were able to come together and to present the family and uh, some clothes and gift cards for all the children. They solicited and, and we all solicited help from local service club and everyone rallied in in just a few hours that we put the call out to see what we can do for the family. We then invited that afternoon the kids and the uncle to the police station where we had quickly gathered donations of money that they needed right away, they didn't have a place to live, for gift cards, for toys for children. As I mentioned, it was two days before Christmas. When I got back to the station at around three in the afternoon, and I went to the lunchroom, and you had these big police officers in uniform with their weapons and their guns, and they're literally cutting uh, gift wrapping paper and tape and taping the presents that they had bought out uh, for the children, all different in, in sizes that they had spent the last two or three hours uh, at Walmart and at Target buying because they wanted to make a difference to others. The Downey police chief is Leslie Murray. She has been our police officer with our police department for over 20 years. She came into the station that day with, to meet with the family even on her day off. She was in the room with us when we were dealing with the family and discussing their needs. And the room was also the 11-year-old sister of the young girl who had passed away just a few hours ago that she had lost her mom and her sister. A few moments later, Chief Leslie motioned for the 11-year-old girl to come over and asked her if she wanted a tour of the police station. Within moments, she was walking hand in hand, just the two of them, and they were able, and she was able to give her some comfort to a traumatized little girl who had just lost her mother and sister just a few hours earlier. Chief Leslie was being a mom. She knew exactly the right thing to say and do in that situation that was unbearable for even the toughest police officers. Yet here she was being a mother first and foremost. I've been the chaplain for the police department for 20 years, and I've seen some very terrible moments, but this will be one of pure emotion and relief that I felt seeing the chief walking around our station with his heartbroken little girl. And for a moment there, there was a sense of normalcy that somebody else cared. These are two examples of mothers, one literally trying to save her daughter and dying in the process one literally dying to save her daughter, another one using the maternal instinct to try to relieve pain from a child, as so many in this, in this church today would want to do. Today, we honor Mary, Mother of God, and her motherly love and instincts for us. 
Today, we are grateful for her love and her answering her call. Today, we pray for our mothers and ask for Mary to intercede on our behalf, especially for these families that are suffering. Let us strive to be pure and holy like our Heavenly Mother. And through the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, the Church tells us that we should not be afraid to reach out and pray to Mary to intercede on our behalf, to have her as part of our lives, to have her as part of our lives that we pray to. We should also prepare ourselves for the beginning of this new year by asking our Lord and our most beloved mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, to come to our aid. Hence, our best way of celebrating this feast and honoring her would be that we place her virtues of faith, obedience, purity, and humble service as part of our lives. We should ask her, not just today, although today is an especially important occasion for doing so, but as always to live like people who have been renewed, ready with her aid to identify ourselves more closely with Christ. I do pray. I pray for a happy new year for all of you, overflowing with a yes to our God, our Father, to the Lord Jesus, our Savior, and to our advocate and guide to every good deed. And we ask Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Your Daily Homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.